0: Hello, and welcome to The Animated Journey, a podcast featuring interviews with animation professionals working in television, film, and games. I'm your host, Angela Ensminger. And up top, I want to give a big thank you to Stuart Ng Books. They featured the podcast in their latest newsletter. So thank you very much to Stuart and all the fine people who work over at Stuart Ng. And you guys can check them out online by visiting www. Dot Stuart That's s-t-u-a-r-t-n-g-b-o-o-k-s. So thank you again. Really appreciate that. And we're just going to go ahead and get into it because this is the finale, the grand conclusion to the three-part interview with Margie Bordner. You guys are really going to love it. We talked about a lot of really cool things. So without further ado, on with the show.
1: And, you know, this whole generation of people who grew up with animation and are starting to appreciate it more, we're all growing up, you know? And so I wonder if maybe like our culture is going to change it a little more now, because not just animators, but everybody is becoming, is, I guess the whole like gamut of nerds is all starting to pay attention. Like, you know, who's making what, you know, like you go on Tumblr and even people who aren't into art or animation are following like Steven Universe and, you know, Adventure Time and like Rick and Morty and, you know they're paying more attention to who's making these shows and like the quality and the style that they're done in and, you know, all the fan art that emerges from that. So I think it's starting to become more noticed, or at least the crowd is getting bigger that notices that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's going to keep trending upwards or not, I think <laughs> but it's well. kind of cool.
0: And I think what yeah. helps too is that you can talk to the creators now mm. and, and the creators are yeah. actually well-known now, like before, Unless you were. Yeah, you
1: didn't know who did what. Well, unless you were
0: super in the know or just really yeah. super nerdy, when you thought of a Disney film, it was just Walt Disney. Disney yeah. You didn't necessarily know who was doing what unless you were. I mean, you had to be super involved.
1: Yeah, you know, had to know like the whole industry. And like, everything. like, I mean, anim- no, everybody enjoyed the Batman animated series, but nobody knew that was Bruce Tim. You know, it was just like now it's like a show comes out and the creator is almost like. It's still to the point where I think a casual fan doesn't really know, but like, like if you want to find out, it's much easier. Well,
0: the other thing too, if- that I think is fantastic is that a lot of these shows, they put the creator's name in the title card of the show. Yeah. So it'll yeah. say gravity falls created by Alex Hirsch, regular show. Yeah. Yeah. That's created by yeah. Quintel, and that's,
1: fantastic and if they don't then you can just google it say like google the show and pretty soon you've got the answer you know even if they don't do that but like yeah no you're right they're starting to do a lot more recognition mm-hmm.
0: like creator driven content creators. is important and people care because people it's getting to the point now where it's not just about which studio is doing what it's which person in the studio is doing what yeah. because if you well, like that was what like you then you think oh well i want to know what else are they doing
1: yeah, well, that's like uh, Lauren Faust. Oh, and, uh, My Little Pony. Like, she's got a huge fan following from that. And I mean, I think she had a small fan following, following before that, but um, it's enormous now. People are like, what is she doing? I was like, oh my gosh, she's working on Wander Over Yonder. Oh man. And now everybody's getting stoked for that show, you know, for multiple reasons, but also because, you know, oh, she helped out on that. Or I think she did. Yeah, she did yeah yeah okay good i was like wait what if i'm saying that no because yeah but, he um, and craig mccracken
0: because yeah. he, because ha- they're married so they work on a lot yeah, of yeah. projects together
1: yeah exactly so you're starting to like learn more about like individual people and what their projects are and what they're working on yes yeah, so- craig mccracken's another big one too oh yeah i mean his <laughs> his
0: stuff is great and like yeah indy tartakovsky new samurai
1: yeah. coming
0: out super excited that yeah and so like good. with stuff
1: like netflix and online stuff now you're getting like it's easier to get stuff up there so like if the network cancels your show, Hey, maybe Netflix will buy it and show it on their, you know, on their, uh, website, you know, and it's like, or you can just put it up on YouTube or, you know, the, like even like the rise of like YouTube stars, like you have, um, actually some of my friends do uh Batman spider-man Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 And so like, that's just all been online, you know, and I think they, they got like a, a company to like fund that, you know? So, but I think they just started on their own, uh, just like doing their own like silly thing and uploading it to the internet and it became popular and then you know this company was like hey we'll pay you and put it on our site and we'll send you money to make these you know and so it's like even people just doing stuff out of their homes can get recognition you know it's about the talent and not about your resources necessarily like you don't have to know all these industry industry people you can just upload your stuff to youtube and if it's cool enough somebody's going to notice and come looking for you and that's kind of cool, you know, instead of having to work for years to get your name recognized and work from the bottom up, you know, and all this. But they still have to work, though, because oh I yeah. think, no, though, still do. <laughs> I mean, it does help to know people because most. Oh, yeah, cause there's, absolutely. there's
0: tons of videos on YouTube and Vimeo that 300 people have watched. And that's right. it. Well, but I you think still it, have it to becomes have a, you have to have a certain to me. You either have to be really good at SEO or you have to know somebody or just. I feel like none of this happens in a vacuum. There's usually no, a lot it doesn't. Of work but at the same the scenes time, with that too,
1: yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of work. And I mean, these are people who have worked professionally. You know, who who made this show. They're not just like I rolled out of bed one day and I made it. Although that, that happens, happens too. So, <laughs> but like my point isn't so much that like, not that knowing somebody isn't helpful, but that you don't have to. So you don't have to feel like, well, but I don't know anyone, so why even bother? It's like. You may make something, and if it's clever enough and funny enough or creative enough, you might get noticed just on that. Like, it is possible. It happens, you know? And yeah, knowing people always helps, but, like, you don't have to feel like you have to move to, like, the hub of animation. You don't have to move to LA and start networking. It's like, it doesn't have to go that way because, you know, you have to, that's very expensive, and a lot of people get discouraged when they hear stuff like that. And it's like You can just upload it to YouTube, and if enough people start passing it around or on Tumblr, you know, suddenly you're internet famous, maybe. I mean, just the fact that viral videos make you famous and those people aren't even always trying, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I accidentally fell over. My mom happened to get it on video. Now I'm famous. You know?
0: I think the key too, is to make more than one thing, mm. you know, cause it's, a lot of times this stuff is cumulative. So you make one yeah. thing, you know, be it a video or a comic or whatnot and people like it. And then you keep making things. Yeah. I think you just need to yeah, keep you... creating until either you completely run out of ideas, which I don't really think happens if you're I feel like the more you
1: create (laughs) the more ideas you get so just if you're the kind of person who uploads stuff to the internet I think you're the kind of person who's always has that you probably have way more ideas than you have time to create probably you (laughs) know and so
0: I just feel like just keep making stuff because eventually like I hear stories a lot of people that they were making things to get a job and then eventually that became their job and then you meet people where they were making things and they got the job and then, after working for a while and gaining even more skills and more contacts, realize you know I was actually having a better time making my own stuff. I'm going to go back to doing nah. that. And now they can, because now that they've worked in the industry and they have more contacts and more resources, they can then. Oh go
1: yeah. To yeah, definitely. There's just so many different paths to success, and. I think there always have been like, you know, even back in the old days, you heard about the guy who used to come in and take out the trash and then he worked his way up or whatever. Um, But now, especially with like the Internet and with all these other resources, like you have such such an amazing array of possibilities for ways of communicating, ways of building an audience, even like something like Patreon or Kickstarter, where you can raise money, you know, even if you're not some Hollywood big shot, you know, you can make something and you can have people maybe pay you for it if they if it's good enough or if they like it enough.
0: And even if um, it is Hollywood,
1: yeah. oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh, no, that's all right. I was
0: going to say, even if it is Hollywood, that's not a guarantee that it's going to do well. And we're oh, yeah, <laughs> a with you have.
1: Well, we were talking about cool. World. Yeah, well, cool.
0: World, <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking of more recent films that, you know, are really big tentpole movies that got great advertising, 200, yeah. 300 million dollar films, and they don't recoup their costs. Yeah, And that's starting to happen more and more to the point where a lot of times I feel like a lot of these studios feel like they have to make giant movies because they they can't afford to not make giant movies. It's this weird thing. And I feel like they'd probably be better off if instead of trying to make one $300 million movie that made a billion dollars, because let's face it, not every yeah. movie can be Star Wars and Jurassic World. That's just not going yeah. to happen. You know, that happens... To maybe one movie a year maybe if you're lucky for right. one studio and if you're not disney it might not be you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and so yeah. i feel like they'd be better off if they just made a whole bunch of like 50 million dollar movies and 60 million dollar yeah, movies maybe make like <laughs> 20 of those and kind of spread it out yeah. a little bit so sometimes you're better off if you're not doing that because then there's not as much pressure you know you don't have yeah. to make that much money to survive you just have to make enough right. to be able to pay a rent buy your food, take care of your family, take care of your kids if you have kids or pets or be able to go on vacation right. once in a while.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's true.
0: What's your definition of success? Because you mentioned success earlier. Like, What does what does success look like to you versus what you think it looks like to maybe like society at large?
1: Um, I think for me, since as a kid, I was always like, oh, I'm going to work for Disney. I think like I remember going home one time and like, my mom saying, oh, you used to say you wanted to work for Disney. And like, I wonder, I always wondered if she thought that I felt like I hadn't fulfilled my dream because I never actually worked for Disney. Um, But to me, it's felt like I I wanted to work for Disney and then Disney went under. And then I was like, well, I'm going to keep going because it's animation I love. And then I was like, I found out there are all these other places you could go. And I was doing animation, which I loved. And I got to do animation. And so for me, that was like, I felt like a success at my first job already. And I remember we were talking in a group one time, the Squidbillies crew, and one of the guys was like, "Hey, so what's everybody? What's everybody's dream goals? What are you, like your dream jobs that you want to do someday?" And I was just like, "I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm already there." In a sense, yes, and in a sense, no, because you know, I, I would go on to do things that were more deeply satisfying as an animator, like Mina Monsters and Word Girl. Um, But I was there. I was working in an animation studio, animating with other animators, getting to hang out with all these cool artists and, you know, work on a show that was being shown on a television. You know, I just thought that was so cool. I was like, this is what I went to college for. This is I'm doing it. And um, I think to me... um, I've worked on a lot of stuff that like not everybody's heard of. So I don't get to go around going, Hey guys, I worked on, you know, I worked on Ratatouille or I worked on, you know, frozen or something that everybody's heard of. Well, maybe Ratatouille is not a great example, no, I think, but uh, I think a lot of I think people most have people heard, heard of, of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm not saying stuff where people are like, Oh, I've seen that show. Cause like everybody's seen it. It's more like, Oh, I work on a game called Mino monsters and people go, Oh, what's that? Oh, Oh, cool. Oh, I like it. It looks cute. You know, it's, it ends up being more like that. Um, Or I mentioned Word Girl. And if if people have kids, sometimes they've seen it. But other than that, like nobody's heard of it, you know. But it's stuff that made me happy and that I was proud of and that I was um, very deeply satisfied in. And I got to work at cool companies with really cool people. And so to me, I guess like success is if I'm satisfied with where I am right now. Um, Not that I don't have dreams of places where I want to go. I want to, you know, continue becoming better as a comic artist and then tell stories for God. And, you know, I have these little personal goals, but I think I'm very, very satisfied. I'm not thinking about those things as like an escape or a way out. I'm not like I have to get to these before I'll be happy. I'm just satisfied with where I am now. And yeah, I want to do those other things and that'll come later or maybe it won't, you know, but I'm just, I'm very proud of my life and where I am right now. And I'm happy with what I've done and the journey that I've taken. And I'm excited about the future. I don't know. To me, that's success. Like, I know people who are like, man, I hate my life. or I'm not where I want to be. And I suck. and You know, and I'm like, to me, it doesn't matter where they are. Sometimes you have people who think they are they're successful. I know you've mentioned, I'm not going to name any names, but you've mentioned people at Pixar like that, where it's like. They're at freaking Pixar. That's everybody's definition of success. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are, but you're telling me that they're telling you that they're feeling dissatisfied or not happy about themselves. And I'm just like, you can be at the top place and feel this way. This is true. Or you you can be me working on a show or a game no one's ever heard of and extremely happy and satisfied. So it's more about what personally brings me satisfaction. I get to do my dream job. So that is part of it. But I'm also satisfied I i guess I found what I like to do. I i don't have this vague idea of I want to kind of be famous or anything like that. It's more just like, I want to do animation and I'm literally doing that. And so I'm happy. <laughs> um, part of it might be that sometimes people don't always know what it is they want. Like they like animation or they, they think it's cool, but then they start to do it and maybe they're secretly a storyboarder at heart, or maybe they're a director at heart. And so since they don't get to do that, they're not, they're still not satisfied and so then the journey continues for them. You know, they go on past, you know, whatever. But I think success is when you've you've reached that place where you're satisfied. And regardless of what it is you're doing, I feel like at least that's been the case for me.
0: I wish everyone had that perspective. I me really too. do. <laughs> I know I've... a lot of miserable
1: artists and animators and <laughs> I'm like that's, oh. that's the thing. I feel like <laughs> I've also been very uh, blessed though. and very lucky. So I I don't want to knock that and be like, Oh, well, you should just be happy where you are. It's like, no, I have been in some very good places though. So, you know, I feel like I've been given opportunities. And so that's part of it too. But also just being happy where I am and, and finding joy in the place where I am too, is part of that. That to me is the biggest
0: thing is having a mindset of, even if you're not where you want to be, still finding me being at peace and being content with yourself, which doesn't mean that it doesn't mean you've given up and you don't even have to be a hundred percent satisfied with how things are going. You know, if things aren't going well, you you know, don't pretend, Oh, but everything's great. If it's not great. I mean, you don't want to lie to yourself, but I think it's more of a sense of, I am still okay. Even if I'm not yet where I want to be. Because right, I'll either exactly. get to where I want to be or I'll work on where I am right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, Margie, is there anything else you would like to share or anything that we have not yet discussed or words of wisdom you'd like to let uh, other professionals or people that want to be in the industry, like anything you feel that they should know that'll help them on their journey?
1: I would say... um I don't know why, but as soon as you started saying that, my first thought was go read that that Noah Bradley article. I don't know if you can put a link in the um, write-up for the if podcast, you bet but I can. The don't go to art school. I okay, will cool. find that link and I will put that okay. link in there because I've read that article If you too. just it's type great. type in don't go to art school, it'll come up, but it's Noah Bradley. Don't go to art school. Even if you do go to art school, I think this is a very good thing to read. He he's also kind of jaded and kind of like you can teach yourself. But I understand that I've, I've come to understand that not everybody has that kind of motivation, that self-motivation or they don't have the um, discipline or whatever it is. Uh, but it's got a lot of good stuff in there. And it it also just kind of opens your eyes to the uh, to the fact that, you know, college doesn't have an exclusive uh hold on this information. It's out there. It's everywhere. It's on the internet. It's you you can pay for it or you don't have to. Like you can learn it any number of ways. And there's all these options. So you don't, you know, you're not trapped like I felt like I was when I was like, well I don't know animation. I guess I'll go to animation school. That, you know, at the time there were less opportunities. I was also a little shyer and less willing to get out there and find out, you know, what was available. I think Angela, that's a gifting that you have. <laughs> you're like, what can I find out? What can can I can I get involved in? And that's that's wonderful. Um, I was sort of the opposite. I was like, just give me an assignment and I'll come back in a week, you know, (laughs) let me sit in my cave and work on it. Well, that's very kind for uh... you to
0: say, but I'm actually one of the people that (laughs) I feel like the reason that I am the way I am now is because of the discipline that I learned from school. Because I went into school because I tried to teach myself and after a few years realized I actually need that structured environment. And it was something I had to sit down and really think about that because I had people telling, you know, I had animators telling me, you don't have to go to school. You can learn on your own. The issue I had with that was all of them had gone to school. So I didn't understand why (laughs) they were telling me. Not to go to school. And I didn't think there was exactly. anything malicious. I didn't feel like they were telling me. Right now,
1: well, to trick part me. of it is that they went to school. And now they were paying and, loans and, and they were going. That's oh, the part God. they didn't
0: tell me, and that's the part that I didn't get until after I was done. Because I thought, but you went to school and you made these contacts and now you're working. Why are you telling me not to go to school? And but now yeah. I see, now I see what they meant. But the other thing is, you mentioned, you know, going out to meet people. That actually comes from working in a completely different profession for almost a decade. So oh, wow. it was you know, when you're doing something completely different and you're going to school, you know, almost 10 years older than everyone else, you learn a couple of things and you realize I am completely in control of my own education. I will survive or fail based on my own merit. No one is going to hold my hand. I don't have, I mean, my mom and dad are very supportive, but I'm the one that decided to go to grad school. So yeah. I need to, so, and I already know there's nothing else I want to do because I have literally done everything else. All the other so things. <laughs> this is going to work or I have no oh, idea not. what I'm going to do <laughs> with my life. So we're going to get yeah. this to work. And when you go to, I think that's the other thing too, is it's okay to go to school when you're older. You know, a lot yes, of times people yeah. feel like they have to go right out of high school. And I went to,
1: I was an undergrad
0: right out of high school, and that wasn't that was actually a good choice for me. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this too. If you don't know, like if you seriously, if you just sit down and evaluate this about yourself, if you do not know what you want to do, which is totally fine because you're only 18. Yeah. And not to knock 18 year olds. I'm just saying being a lot older than 18 now. It's okay to not go right away. Wait until you yeah. know what you want to do that way was, you're using yeah. your money well. If you decide to I go I was going to gonna say
1: that. I was going to say that was my uh, another little random piece of advice is like take a year off after high school and go get another job, you know, whether you live with your parents or get your own place or whatever, go get a job and work full time somewhere and just do that for a year or half a year, however long become an adult, learn what it means to pay bills and all this stuff. You're going to value money more, you know. If you haven't already been working through high school, um, go do that and learn what that's all about and what deadlines are like and all that. And then you're going to go to college and you're going to when somebody tells you you're taking out a loan for, you know, $20,000 or $100,000, you're going to understand what that means in everyday money oh, I'd have to work at, you know, Taco Bell for 20 years to pay this off or whatever, you know, you'll sort of have a grasp of money. Because I think for me, I, I went to college and I I had worked, but I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to take out this loan and whatever. You know, I didn't really get money that much. Um, but I think especially, especially if you don't know what you want to do. I had a friend in college who didn't know and she just went because she was always an artist and everybody liked her drawings and she was art and you know, she was the artist at her school and so she went to art school because that's what you do. But she she didn't know what to major in and she never got an art job because she was just like, I don't know, I kind of like fashion. No, I just switched over to interior design. No, I don't know. I like to decorate, I guess. You know, but she never did anything with it because I, I don't know that her passion was really there or if it was, like she never focused it or something. And uh and it was just kind of sad because that's a really expensive thing to to not know to be to to pay for and not know what you want to do with it. Um, it's not like you just go to art school and then you come out with a degree and you get a job. Like, that's not the way that works. Yeah,
0: I mean, sometimes <laughs> it works, but for a lot of people, yeah. that's not.
1: No, that's true. I guess it did work that way for me, didn't it? Well, but like I said, but, <laughs> but yeah, and,
0: but it worked for you. But the, one of the reasons it worked for you is you were proactive.
1: Yeah. You know, I wouldn't were... have just happened. I had to call. If and you find hadn't the called, and,
0: yeah. you wouldn't have gotten that job. So you exactly. were proactive in hunting for work and finding. Yeah an actual person. And you know, you yeah. were focused with it too. It was, you know, you called specific I, I also,
1: Yeah. And I also knew I had to leave Savannah. That was a big thing. I, a lot of people would be like, well, I'm going to wait till I get a job and then I'll move. And I was like, no, there are no animation jobs in this town. Therefore I cannot live here. And I I felt that very strongly. And so even before I got the job and the interview, I already had made plans to move to Atlanta because I was like, there's animation studios there. I'm, I actually had applied at an office depot and I was just going to work there until I found an actual, you know, an animation job. And so it just worked out. I still, I had to actually go to office depot and tell them, I'm sorry, I got this other job, you know, Um, but I had actually applied and been like, I just need to work because I need to make money because I got to support myself and I'm tired of working in restaurants. (laughs) But I, my roommate and I, uh, or my, she would become my roommate, but my friend and I were moving to Atlanta because we were like, we have to get out because Savannah has nothing for us. We love living here. We're around all our friends, but there's nothing here. And if we stay here, we're just going to wait for a job that never comes unless we just get very lucky, but we couldn't just bank on just luck. So we had to get out and move to a town that actually had animation studios in it. So that was part of, part of it. And so then when I got the job or when I When I got on the phone with the guy, I was able to be like, oh, I'll be there, you know, in a month or I'll be there in two weeks. And he went, "Okay, come on in and we'll interview you versus, well, I guess I could come visit if you guys need me. Am I hired? What's the deal? You know what I mean? Like it was a whole different situation and maybe they felt more comfortable being like, oh, we'll come in since you're in town. So I had to sort of take that step.
0: What you just described, that's that's the reason why I went to Academy of Art. And that's the reason why I moved to L.A. Because. I looked at a lot of different schools, and I had moved my, you know, I had moved my entire life, you know, for my dad's job and for different jobs that I had had, and I was tired of moving. And I thought, I'm, yeah. It's like, when I go to school, I'm gonna go to school in the state that I want to live. Most things are yeah. in California. I'm gonna go to school in California. And I thought, all right, am I gonna go to San Francisco or LA? And I kept meeting people from the academy, and I thought, all right, I'm gonna go to school here. And then I decided I want to work at Pixar. And I thought, if I go to school here, I know that there's teachers here that work at Pixar and Pixar is yeah. 40 minutes away. And I bet they give tours to students. And I bet if I just put it out there to the universe and God knows that I want to work at Pixar and just yeah. focus, <laughs> it will actually happen. And it actually happened. And it, it was not, I know, that's you know, it's not magic that it happened because there was a lot of work. That went into that. No,
1: I have seen the amount of work you've put into this, and it is Herculean. Yeah. Like the applications that you've submitted, the clubs that you've run or that you've been in, like just you're always putting yourself out there. It's pretty. Thank cool. you.
0: And but that was why <laughs> it was like I'm. I thought I remember going there the first day and standing outside the door, and I'm like, I'm going to get in. I, yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be in the building, and I'm going to have a job. I don't know what that job's going to be.
1: But, but it's, it's going happen. to happen
0: and it happened and that is so it cool. was fantastic <laughs> but it was also different than what I was expecting yeah and that's the other thing too sometimes it looks a little different than you think not in a bad way but just just it was just different Doing it was exactly. different and then you know same reason for moving to LA I thought if I want to do story I need to move to LA because this is where all the yeah. studios are and then things started happening once I was here because everything's here all the conventions yeah. are here the studios are here Things are here. And even if you don't go to California, I like what you said about just go to the place where the action is.
1: Yeah. I mean, in my case, the real action was still in California at the time. That's where all the animation studios, the big ones were. I should have just moved straight to L.A. in that case. But in my case, like I managed to take a little baby step in the fact that, well, I can at least go to Atlanta. I don't have to, you know. Not everything's in California. If Atlanta doesn't work out, maybe I'll eventually move to California. But right now, I just got out of college. I'm not really that rich, but I can, you know, throw all my stuff in a car with my friend, and we can move to Atlanta. That's doable for me right now. And it just worked out because that's where I learned Flash, and that's where, you know, I've gotten every job in Flash since then. And I love Flash. It's a great program, and it's been it's very versatile. And I feel like I can learn other programs from there if I need to, you know expand my horizons although it's been 11 years and I'm still in flash so (laughs) hooray but uh yeah I know so it doesn't have to be the big move although it can totally be I mean who knows what would have happened if I just straight up moved to LA I have no idea I mean I wouldn't have had a friend to move with but (laughs) that would have been harder but yeah
0: but I think you made the right choice and it's one of those things where I think so
1: too I was
0: listening to someone give a talk the other day about how sometimes it doesn't do us any good to wonder what could have been because sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it's fun to do, but other times that can lead to depression or regret or just wondering, and really there's no way to know. But you made choices yeah. that they worked, you know, they worked out for you. And same with me, like for the longest time, I used to think, why didn't I just do art the first time around? But I am where I am today because I didn't. And I learned yeah, a lot of Yeah, and like things. the person that
1: you are is based on yeah. that. I mean, even the people that I know now are based on the fact that I moved to Atlanta. I met the people in Atlanta. Then I moved to Boston. I met the people in Boston. And, you know, the very friendships that I formed are because of the choices I made. So I can't be like, well, I wish I just moved to L.A. It's like, well, I never would have met this whole group of people that I now know. I mean, I would have met some other group of people who's to say that they wouldn't be better friends or worse friends or whatever but it's kind of this arbitrary thing it's like well you could say that about anything so it's hard to be like well that would have been better I should have done that it's like yeah but there's this whole like tapestry that my life would not have been woven like there's this whole like incredible richness that I got from the experiences I had in these places that I wouldn't have now I'd be a different person maybe and it's crazy, you know, it's crazy to think about it like that. So I'm not just looking at my life like, well, did I have my big success? It's like, well, where did I go? Who did I meet? What I- movies did I see because of the people I was around that, you know, we all wanted to go to see a certain movie or they recommended something or maybe books or, you know, whatever. It's it's not just my life isn't just animation. You know, I've learned all this other stuff from meeting all these people who who like to cook and like to garden and like to, you know raise sheep or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know anybody who raises sheep, actually, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like all these neat people I've met with varied interests and they've added a richness to my life. And
0: that's the thing, it's the people. Because I was thinking there's yeah. hundreds of people I would have never have met. And that yeah, to exactly me, that's like that scene out of It's a Wonderful Life where yeah, <laughs> George Bailey is standing in the cemetery with Clarence and he's at his brother's grave and he says, no, you know, he saved all those people on that plane. And he goes, no, all those people died. Harry wasn't there to save them because you weren't there to save Harry. And I yeah. think about, I mean, I don't think that anybody I know's situation would be that dire, <laughs> but. Well,
1: you don't you know, know though. Don't and, know. and that's a that's thing. I think it's, I think it's a good thing that we don't know. Cause I think it would just break our minds if we knew of all the Gosh. little tiny things that we did that have either, either for the better or for the worse. Like, you know, I mean, even like, I mean, there's some people that I know in my life that if they hadn't been in my life, even briefly, I never would have met my husband, you know, and it's like crazy thinking about that. It's like, and some of these are people that like, I only see once a year or less, you know, these are these very casual friends, but because I met them and went to a convention for a weekend with them, I met my husband and, you know, now we're expecting our first child. And it's like this whole chain of life wouldn't have happened except for that random encounter Which wouldn't have happened maybe if I had been living if I had not been living in Boston at the time. You know, like that was very specific to that area. And so it's just like so those people are in a way responsible for everything that's happened since. But we we don't always know. Like even talking to somebody on a bus, like it's crazy to think about like what did our influence like cause or what did they influence in us that went on to become something else and it's crazy. It's a little overwhelming. <laughs> I like what
0: you said about meeting someone on a bus because that's one of the reasons I went to school, not because of a bus, but I had a friend whose friend's aunt worked at DreamWorks, and her friend oh, wow. had yeah. gone to my school, and that's how I heard about my school, and yeah. I haven't talked to you know my friend in years. I'm sure he's doing well, but I don't know, but yeah, it's just things but like that. But it's because of him. You know? It's yeah. like all these different connections, and I feel like that's just... You know, wherever you're at, do well where you're at, and just yeah, be and, well where you're at. And if you don't like where you're at, make strides to change where you're at. You don't yeah, have and to stay there.
1: Yeah, that's the hard part. I I almost feel like a fraud, like just being like, oh, just do this and be happy. Why, Your Why do you feel like Well, because I I feel like. I guess part of it is that I've always appreciated where I am at the, at any given time, but I've also been incredibly blessed. Like I said, uh, I came right out of college and got a job. And then I went right. I've never had a gap in work. Like I've always gone straight from one job to the other, even like the scariest time was probably right after word girl. Cause I, my job was disappearing. Whereas at radical axis, I just kind of left when I was tired of it, but at soup to nuts, it was like the work was running out and I had to jump ship and I just got lucky in that, you know, My friend was like, Hey, come over here. And, you know, but so, you know, I've, I've sort of been in the trenches where I'm like worried about where, what I'm going to do and where my, you know, my next paycheck is going to come from, but it's never been for very long periods of time. Um, But I think you're right when you're in that place, like you have to work really hard and like to try to get yourself out of there. And I think that's why I'm I'm so inspired by um, uh, Chris Oatley, because I remember hearing his story about how he worked at guitar center for so long And he was like a manager or something, but he was just like, he hated that job, but, and he wanted to do art. So he would like rush home on his lunch breaks. He had 30 minutes, right? So he would like drive home like a fiend, paint really quick, and then come back. Like he could have only maybe done 10 or 15 minutes of painting because of between driving and clocking in and parking and everything, you know? And I'm like, that's amazing to me. Cause like, here's a guy who didn't just get it handed to him on a platter. He had to like, you know, drive home in his lunch breaks, you know, and and work and work in the evenings and do stuff on his off hours. He wasn't just doing it at work, but like he made it happen. You know, he he worked hard and he got focused on what he really wanted and he practiced, 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 and he eventually went on to work at Disney and now he's like running his own you know art school. Basically, it's not really an art school, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It's like a like an inspirational like online. If you don't know who Chris oh, is, go look him up. Right I want to. My my yeah. goal is
0: to have him on the show and oh, just awesome. shake his first off just shake his hand and just tell him yes. thank you because like i i would listen to paper wings and his podcast and oh, then how yeah. to the eventually merge just
1: all the time Yeah, go listen to what he has to say especially if you're in the gutter oh, and you're yeah. not there yet and if you're like, working some don't listen to me because i'm sitting here riding my fat horse of success <laughs> and looking down at everyone going oh you should just be happy I, I may have a little bit of advice for you, but honestly, Chris Oatley's going to have like way yeah. more because he's, he's actually been there where he's working hard, trying to get better, working some job that he doesn't really like, you know, and there's lots of people who have been there. So I, I, I want to say that that's also a reality, you know, and that's, I feel like I've just been incredibly fortunate in my life. Um, I've worked hard too, but I know lots of people who have worked hard and they're not succeeding in the way that I am. So like, I, I, I don't want to knock it and be like well if you're not succeeding then you're just not trying hard enough it's like no that stuff happens it's it's a big slice of luck too as much as anything I,
0: I just think um, every- you have to be ready yeah. but I just think everyone's on a different path for some people oh yeah you know right out of school they get the job and they get another job and then another job for other yeah. people they get a job and they have it for a while and then they get fired or the company ends or something happens and there's yeah. a long stretch and then other people it's a struggle but
1: yeah. But everyone struggles a long journey.
0: with something though.
1: Like That's even true. if yeah.
0: you do get a job right out of school and you're working the entire time. I've met people in the industry that are working at the big studios. They're not happy. And yeah, it, it may not even be that they're not happy with the studio. They're not happy. You know, I've met people, they're not happy with their yeah, personal lives, they're not happy with their families or their children or their financial yeah. situation, or they're at the big studio but they, they're they not yet at the place they want to be, or they got put on movies. Right, they're
1: still working their way up or Absolutely. whatever.
0: or they got passed over for a promotion, or they're not working on the movie they wanted to work on or the show they wanted they to work are, on. Or they are, but
1: they feel like they're not being paid enough. Yeah. <laughs> <And I> mean, <laughs> I there's, there's just so many different things. Yeah. That you can, and that yeah. may
0: sound like, oh, that's like some golden problem. Poor them not being able to work yeah. on the film they want to work on. But that's a real Thing. if you're working and you're it not it is
1: it's you're very real like it, and i think when you're at the bottom looking up it doesn't seem like a problem but then when you get there you start to realize like you know that kind of stuff does get to you and it does bother you um and like just like for me and my own personal experiences when just because i was happy somewhere and i was satisfied and i was excited didn't mean that I didn't have issues like i i kept alluding to the fact that i left radical axis like i had there was a lot of things there that i didn't like and there was a lot of things that happened there was like i got taken advantage of in a certain way you know like just so there was things there that were wrong that i didn't agree with that i didn't like um and even though i was working in animation i wasn't particularly happy about the show i worked on um i think if you've ever seen it you'll understand that as a christian there was really (laughs) offensive stuff in there um and not just as a prudish christian but just like direct attacks on like my you know the concepts behind my faith and stuff but um I was still in the industry. So like that's not to say that like when I when I say things like, "Oh, you know, I was very satisfied and I'm doing my dream job." There's always going to be problems, like always. Like even, you know, even now working where I work now, there's there's issues, there's little things that come up, you know. Some places are going to be better than others. I think Radical was like the lowest point of my career, but it was also where I started. So I was happy to start at the low end and then I climbed my way up and I feel like my the quality has just gone up since then and I've been very happy about that. Um, that's different for everyone too. Some people start at the top and then they sink to somewhere that they hate, you know, whatever. But like, um, so that's not to say that like, just because you can't learn from an experience or meet wonderful people, you know, just because that stuff happens doesn't mean that you don't also have the flip side of that. Maybe you work on a wonderful project, but you hate the people you work with or, you know, or or again, you're working on something you love. The people are great. You're getting paid beans, you know? So there's always going to be something and there's always things, steps that you can take If you can't improve them, you eventually just leave and you go try to find something else Um, or you try to take steps to improve them. You know, it may be difficult, but you can be like, hey, let's let's change this policy or let's change how we approach this or, you know, so there's always going to be challenges, like even at the happiest, dreamiest job. (laughs) And that's I'm
0: glad you mentioned that, because I
1: think sometimes people think, oh, everything will be perfect once I'm here. All yeah, to I'm gonna go to Disney, here. and everything's just gonna be great and perfect yeah, all the it'll time. It'll be
0: like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, and there'll be Oompa Loompas, and it'll be lovely. And yeah.
1: that's not <laughs> how life
0: works. Like even if exactly. you're at your dream company, like you said, there're gonna be days where it's a slog. There're gonna be yeah. people oh, yeah. that you don't like or don't like you. There's gonna be yeah. projects that you'd prefer not to work on, even at the best place. And even if you're at the oh, worst yeah. place, you might be at. I've heard stories of people on terrible shows that are just universally despised and working at studios, yeah. people hate. And that's where they met the love of their life. That's where they met. Right. Yeah. Friends. That's what I really mean got the good things- at their craft, because they're like, yeah. I'm going to get really good so I can get out.
1: I mean, one of the things that like radical access that I loved was a camaraderie people like everybody was, you know, just the people were all like wonderful to be around and hang out with. And we still got to, dinner together all the time. And, and then when I was working at soup to nuts, like we had a tradition of all like helping each other move like constantly, like I've never seen that. And like a little bit in Atlanta, but like now in like San Francisco, like nobody does that. And our company's kind of small. So it doesn't really come up that often, but like, um, in Boston, like if anybody was moving, there was going to be a big moving party to the point where we had rules that we instituted because we were like, okay, everything has to be packed and in boxes because we've done this five times and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to help you pack. You have to have it packed and we'll carry it down the stairs into the truck or drive it across town or whatever. (laughs) But, um, you know, we, we basically had a system because that's just how, like, we were very, a very tight knit community. Like we were helping each other out. Um, and it took up it took the most concrete form, I guess, in helping each other move, which I thought was just really cool. And that's that's a lot to ask of somebody because you know we all lived in like apartments with stairs and all yeah. kinds of nonsense. So yeah. Uh, well, Margie, where can people find you on the internet? I am all over the place. Um, so I have my main DeviantArt account at Margie4x, if you're on DeviantArt. Uh, my Proudlands comic is Proudlands comic at DeviantArt. Um, my main portfolio site—I probably should have listed that first. Oh huh? <laughs> whatever do you want. Yeah, is uh, MargyBordner.blogspot.com. Uh, and yeah, I'm on Tumblr. I think there's links to some of these places from other places. I'm on Tumblr as trashgy, Trashji, T-R-A-S-H-J-I. Uh, that I do a lot of reblogs and I'm not always like putting art on there. That's why I called it that. <laughs> but, I was wondering uh, about that. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of an odd, odd moniker. It is. Yourself. It's like, a, I feel like I should maybe one day change it. Cause I feel like I'm putting down my art, but at the same time, like I, I just, I don't, I don't like this. I, I feel like it's a casual site. And so I don't use it so much to showcase myself so much as to just like, sometimes I'll put my art up, but like, if you scroll through, it's mostly reblogs, it's mostly like, check out this cool animation. You know? So I hate for people to go there and be like, oh, I'm going to look at Margie's art. And it's like, no, not necessarily. You're going to look like 1% Margie's art and 99% like fun cats or animation tutorials or <laughs> you know, whatever. Lion King fan art. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so those are the main ones. That is absolutely fabulous. Well, Margie, it has been a delight to talk with you as always. Ah. Oh, been wonderful this has been really fun I've enjoyed talking about all this I do too uh, on a podcast well, it's just great because we got to talk about everything we normally talk about
0: it's just now it's, it's true now it's yeah. recorded. so now now we'll have, I think we've hit every topic yeah, like every topic that we've been talking about is you know it's now recorded and it's now out there and we now have this lovely time capsule so when we're in the uh, animators true. retirement home you know, to this
1: <laughs> you one. want to hear that time I was on a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll put it on the loudspeaker. All right. Well, thank you very much. Oh, well, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> and that concludes the epic interview with Margie Bordner. Thanks again to Margie for being such a wonderful guest on the show. I really appreciate it. And you can check out all of Margie's fabulous websites by visiting the show notes as well as the website www.theanimatedjourney.com and if you've enjoyed today's episode please leave the show a five-star review in iTunes every time you leave a review more and more people are able to find out about the show I really appreciate everyone's wonderful reviews and speaking of appreciation I want to send out a very heartfelt thank you to Amy who is our rock star fan of the week Amy donated to the show I really appreciate your generous donation Amy helps keep the show up and running and if you want to be a rock star like Amy you can also donate to the show by visiting the website and clicking on the donate button on the right hand side and you can also support the show by visiting our sponsors Amazon, Audible and Blueberry website hosting every time you go to the website and click on the banner ads for those affiliates on the right hand side a little bit of money comes back to the show. So if you want to go and make your regularly scheduled purchase on Amazon, if you're interested in downloading an audiobook, or if you've always dreamed of hosting your very own podcast, you can visit the animatedjourney.com website. You can click on those banner ads and you can buy everything you've ever wanted online, read all the audio books you've ever wanted to read and start your own show so thank you to everyone who has visited our sponsors really appreciate it you can also check out the show on facebook by visiting www.facebook.com slash journey not only do i post information about the interviews but i also post information about animation events as well as scholarships and just other information that i feel would be of interest to the animation community you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by going to at animjourney. And if you're interested in seeing what I've been up to, you can visit my website, www.sketchysoul.com, on Tumblr, www.sketchysoul.tumblr.com, on Twitter, at sketchysoul, and on Instagram, at sketchy underscore soul. So that concludes today's interview. Thanks again to Margie. Thank you all for listening. And tune in next week for another fantastic interview. And until then, be encouraged and have a great day, everybody.